And welcome to Zoom with Zarni. I'm Dustin Zarni, Democratic Elections Commissioner for Onondaga County. And today I'll be talking to Jane Rice and Annie Henry. They are running for village trustee in Fayetteville and Manlius. And yes, they are running in the middle of March. There's an election next week, March 21st, Tuesday. And uh, there are six villages having elections. Um, Fayetteville and Manlius, which we're talking to the candidates because they are running on Democratic lines in those villages. And also, the uh, then we also have other nonpartisan village elections in Baldwinsville, Skinny Alice, uh, Jordan, and Fabius. Um, and those elections uh, are run by the village clerks, whereas the Fayetteville and Manlius elections are run by the Board of Elections. And we're very happy uh, to, to run elections when asked. Uh, but uh, these two uh, candidates are great candidates, so I hope you stick around for the interview. Um, if you are uh, tuned into Commissioner in a Car right before Commissioner in a Car, the one house budgets uh, for the Assembly and Senate dropped, and there was some election news in that where uh, the New York State Senate, um, you know, had four million dollars for postage uh, reimbursement, which is also in the governor's budget and the Assembly budget, but the New York Senate budget. Went above that, uh, put in $2 million for a data center uh, for elections at SUNY and CUNY, and $15 million for direct aid to county boards of elections, and $15 million for capital money. Uh, and the New York Assembly uh, one-house budget went beyond the governor's budget. They also had the $4 million for postage, but they added an additional $10 million for uh, county boards of elections. So... We're really excited about that because this means that both the Assembly and the Senate, to different degrees, agree that though though that we need help at county boards of elections. So it's a really good uh, budget outcome. Of course, the final budget isn't passed till April 1st, and we'll have to see what survives, uh, if anything survives. Um, so we'll, we'll be uh, looking out for that. So without any further ado, I want to go to... Jane, Jane Rice and Annie Henry, who are running for village trustees in Fayetteville and Manlius. Uh, please stick around for that interview because I think they are great candidates and I hope you get a chance to remember to vote for them if you live in the villages of Fayetteville and Manlius uh, next Tuesday from 6 to 9, uh, 6 a.m. to 9 p.m. All right, here's the interview. And we're back, and I'm very glad to bring you my two new friends, Jane Rice, who's running for Fayetteville Village Board, and Annie Henry, who's running for Manlius Village Board. Jane, Annie, thank you so much for coming on Zoom with Zarni. You're welcome. And uh, so I think people don't realize that there is elections in March. Uh, and there's six of our villages that are having elections. Um, but uh, in Manlius Village and Fayetteville Village, we are actually having Democrats running on Democratic lines. And that is why I asked you to come on Zoom with Zarni and talk with me today. Uh, I know that you're also running on other lines as well. Uh, but um, so, Jane, Annie, uh, I'm going to just kind of start asking you some questions, get right into it. So, Jane, tell us a little bit about Jane Rice. What's your background? And you're running for the Fayetteville Village Board. Yes, yes. I'm running for the Fayetteville uh, trustee position in the Fayetteville Board. 
my background is uh, that um, I have been uh, serving for the village of Fayetteville on the planning board for two decades. And I think the last decade has been as chairperson of the planning board. So I have been uh, working for the village of Plant, um, Fayetteville and for the community for quite some time. And uh, I am, by doing that, I've become very familiar with uh, many aspects of the community. Myself, um, I just retired um, not even a year ago, but prior to that, I had 30 years of experience as a professional urban planner uh, for a local firm called EDR and um, very much enjoyed that position and was able to provide uh, planning services to a lot of communities, villages, towns, counties, throughout New York State. Uh, so I also bring to my position in the village of Fayetteville a lot of experience that other communities um, have experienced and are experiencing today. Some of it's very similar to what we're experiencing. Some of it's very different in, and uh, but in all ways, uh, learning and, and being able to apply those lessons to our village is something I look forward to. I grew up in uh, Nebraska. I moved to New York, fell in love, raised my family in the village of Fayetteville, three kids through the school system here. Um, they're all grown and uh, are running their own lives right now. So uh, that's just a wonderful personal experience. Um, still have a very active family life and uh, live here in the village of Fayetteville. Awesome. Uh, and Annie, you're running for Manlius uh, Village Board. Tell us a little bit about uh, you. Um, so, Justin, I am, um, I've moved here about 10 years ago. I came from New York City, well, from Long Island. Um, you can still tell the accent, as a lot of people say. <laughs> so I, when I say coffee, and it, it's, they're like, you're not from around here. <laughs> Um, when I moved up here, my children, two of my children were very small, so I just basically wanted a better life. I ended up living in Fayetteville for a very long time, right across the shopping town um, center, the town center, which was excellent. Um, and I moved, you know, from there, then I moved to Manlius, um, and I just love it. I am a full-time employee for um, as a property manager for a senior elderly disabled building. I run four buildings um, and I work for um, uh, the Syracuse Housing Authority, of course. Um, I have four children, um, very small, hold on a second, very, very small and tiny. And um, so my oldest is 15, my youngest is six years old. And basically I just, I love my village. Um, and I love the atmosphere. I love it here. Um, and I just love it. I do a lot of volunteer work for my community. Um, and I, I mean, although I've never been part of anything, but I think that, you know, taking a stance now and, and, you know, trying to go with it and, and be part of, of change, part of the movement is what urged me to go forward. So uh, Jane and uh, Annie, you're both running in an odd time of year. I think people forget about these um, <clears throat> March elections, but uh, that's when uh, a lot of villages in Onondaga County and throughout New York State have elections. And of course, uh, the winter gods have uh, blessed us with a late storm uh, in, in your campaign season. So Annie, I'm gonna start with you. Why are you running for village board and what is it like to campaign in the middle of March? Okay. 
Well, um, we're going to start with the, whole, the easier one, which is what it's like. Um, when I first decided uh, to do this, I had no idea that it was March. I was approached. I was asked about it. I did some research about it. And I'm ready to gun hole to do all this in the middle of um, summer and, you know, for November election. And then I was told in November that it was going to happen in March. So it has been very difficult to go out there um, and it, because um, it's just hard. There are days that it's great that you'll go out there. There are days that it's snowing. Um, I've been out there in the snow while it's snowing slash raining. Um, but once the temperature drops, it's really, really difficult for you to try to go up those hills. You know, we have those mountainous hills where you have black ice. The lighting is not the greatest and, you know, we get darker earlier. So it's been very, very difficult. Um, have I done as much as I can? Yes. Um, would I like to do more? Absolutely. Um, so even if we don't go further into the year, but even having a June, July, I would say even a May, which would get us a little bit past the winter, the serious winter months, that would have been awesome. But I mean, I love it. I did meet interesting people that I've never, you know, encountered before. Um, and why I'm running is basically because I want to, I see the dynamics changing in my village um, and I want to bring more, more things to the village, um, more activities to the village, um, more things for the kids to do. Like I said, I want my children to, you know, my children to have children's in this home and to their children to have children. So if we want to keep that going, we want to bring you know, more, more things to Manlius. Let's bring events. Let's bring, you know, postings and, you know, so that we're here spending here, spending the time here and just basically enhancing Manlius. And I think that we're losing that part of Manlius. And Jane, uh, you know, you, you have a little bit different race. Uh, I think you're unopposed, but somebody could write in, but still, I know you're out there campaigning and, and you've been part of the village board. What's it like to run in March, and uh, why are did you decide to go off the planning board and into? Because uh, you you're actually a two fill vacancy. You're taking over. You're actually sitting on the board right now, right? And but but you're running for a the, to fill the rest of the term. So what right. has that been like? Because you're actually right. on the village board now, right? Right. So yes, you're right, Dustin. I do have a little bit of a different um, situation than most folks who campaign like Annie right away and just jump, you know, jump in with two feet. Um, what happened in my situation is I was serving as chairperson of the planning board uh, for Fayetteville and um, I was asked by uh, Mayor Olson uh, if I was interested in uh, taking over or, or replacing um, trustee Doubleby. He was the trustee who moved out of the area. He moved down to North Carolina for business reasons and left a vacancy. And so the mayor asked me if I was interested in filling that vacancy. And then he, at the time he explained to me the uh, unusual or oddity of, of filling the vacancy for five or six months, but then having to campaign this year, 2023 for just one year. <laughs> and then, and then a, the seat will be open for a full four year term this time next year. So I did get that explanation up front. I was very aware of the situation. Um, so I was, um, you know, it was very, it was a difficult decision. I enjoyed serving on the planning board. A lot of 
interesting, uh, challenging, you know, uh, service, I guess, to that I provided on the planning board. Uh, but I also thought that maybe this was a good time, a good opportunity for me to find out what other role I could um, serve in for the village. And, um, you know, the opportunity to sit uh, and serve on a board before I actually have to campaign, highly unusual. And I thought that's a great opportunity for me to, unlike Annie who has to jump in and then learn what's going on, I got to kind of, you know, come in through the back door, sit down, understand what's going on and make, and then uh, campaign. So uh, I just feel fortunate about that. Um, those five months of serving really allowed me to understand that I do have a lot to offer. Uh, in the leadership position as a trustee for the village. Uh, so um, it uh, solidified my decision to campaign this year. Campaigning in the middle of winter is not fun. I don't care if you're someone like me who grew up in the winter. Nebraska winters are just like Syracuse winters, if not a little bit more challenging. Uh, I love the winter, but um, do I want to be walking around at 4.30 at night? <laughs> you know, dodging black ice, trying to make sure uh, that I get home safely just from a just from a weather event perspective. No, nobody wants to do that. Did I do it? Yes, just like Annie. Went out there, did it. Um, we're hearty souls, we can do this. I have talked to many people about why is our election cycle in March versus November versus another time. So I've heard all of the responses and at this stage for me, um, this system has been around for a long time. I'm not ready to just change it. I do know that it's challenging, but um, I honestly have never campaigned in November. So I'm guessing there's going to be challenges on that end of our weather as well. Maybe a little bit easier. I don't know. But um, honestly, for me, I feel fortunate because we've really not had a winter. Our winter happened to yesterday. <laughs> we, we've had a very mild winter. So um, so I feel uh, thankful about that. Uh, but in, in any event, um, I'm ready, you know, just like Annie, I've been out there campaigning and I'm ready for our uh, election day, which is, well, March 21, now under a week. Yeah. Yeah. Under yeah. A week. Uh, so Jane, staying with you, uh, what are some of the issues facing Fayetteville? Uh, that you know, what are some of the issues that Fayetteville, uh, the village of Fayetteville is, is dealing with right now? So, um, like many villages, similar to Manlius and some of the other villages in Onondaga County, we have really been experiencing um, some status quo, if you will. Some we all have good quality of life up here. Up here, when I say up here, I mean in central New York. And uh, we've been able to maintain that for the most part. Um, we have some transition issues uh, in our village that some other villages have already gone through. I know Manlius has already done this. We have to transition, for example, in our trash collection. We have to make sure we do that in a manner that is um, financially efficient and effective and also that uh, calls for some good communication with the public so everybody understands how it's going to happen and why it's happening. Um, 
So we also, on our end, we have some development uh, opportunities and pressures. And uh, it's always uh, important for us to be able to, you know, harness those opportunities, uh, but in a manner that serves well for the community as a whole, not just because it's a new development. Um, something that is new to all of us uh, that I look forward to paying attention to and working with is the new development with uh, Micron coming into town. Um, not, you know, I'm, you know, Micron is not locating in the eastern suburban area in Manlius, Faithhill, or Manoa area, but um, we're a small county. And so the impact of Micron will have positive rippling effects. And so I think it would behoove us to uh, be ready for those so that we can harness some great opportunities and not feel too overwhelmed with some of these issues. Yeah, great. And, and Annie, uh, what are some of the issues that the village of Manlius is going to be facing? Well, some of the things that I've noticed, um, and the reason why I, I, I've actually chose is because I, some of our storefronts, the empty storefronts that we've had, um, what are we doing with them? And, and that's basically what I've been knocking on doors, trying to get you know support so that I, if I'm elected, I can answer those questions to that villagers. Transparency is really what they want to know. I, as a villager, if I know my um my village board is fighting, I want to know this because again, I know I know how politics can be. I know how everything can be. Even at my own job, um, I fight, 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 but I have a boss, and the boss has a boss, and and maybe my fight, you know, my my tenants don't see it, but. I fight for them. So if they see that I'm fighting for them, they'll be more happy, you know, saying, wow, she's at least doing something, you know, and, and that's what it is. Transparency is very, very um, wonderful thing. It allows the villagers to see how hard our, our boards, our people are working for us. So, you know, so that we can see, you know, and if it doesn't work, that's fine. That's great. But at least, you know, that something was tried. So one of the major things that I'm looking at is those empty storefronts. What are we doing with them? Is, is it that the landlord, I've heard various things. The landlord doesn't want to lower the rent. Um, working in housing, there are some grants that, you know, that are out there. I know that Fayetteville um, aggressively goes to a lot of grants. So I personally um, am somewhat familiar with certain grants, but again, I'm not familiar with all of them. So I would seek expert advice or I would research it just so that we can get some of those grants. Maybe we can give out some you know, grants for small mom and pop shops to start off, you know, maybe some t incentives that we can give the landlord to maybe lower the, you know, lower the rent, you know, just different things, thinking outside that box so that at least we're filling the empty storefronts. But I also want to fill them with things that the villagers are going to enjoy and spend because again, it's about spending because what's the point of opening up a store and then a week, a month later or a year later, they have to close because they don't have the the audience coming in so that goes with trying to get events going on in our amphitheater things to so that we could stay local spend local you know have things events have our vendors um come out and host some of these events work with the recreational department so that we can do some things in the evenings versus the daytime work with our senior centers senior centers i just got the um 
the 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 calendar. Yeah, that's great. Some seniors are evening. You know, some seniors um watch their grandchildren. So why don't we have things in the evening for them? So just opening that door so we can have more things so that people can actually spend in the village. And that's, you know, that helps our revenue. Um, that's one of the major things. The other thing is with all these constructions, um, I know that some of the knocking on people's doors, the some of the villages are concerned about traffic. Um, the traffic that's being bypassed by Pompey, I actually um, spoke with a villager um, and they were talking about the traffic there. Um, I have another villager that I took pictures of her um, home because she was concerned about the the water, the 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 um the overflows, the 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 little ponds that get formed in our backyard. You know, not that we want them, but they, you know, we do live on underground springs. I myself live in an underground spring. So those are things that I'm I'm concerned about. And I basically want to make transparency as much as I can so that people, the villagers, see anything that is, you know available to them, let them make a choice. Let hold special elections, you know, special vo voting when things, you know, people want to come up with certain things. So these are just some of the ideas that I have out there that I really, really want to hone in on. Yeah, that's a great point that villages actually have the, um, you know, opportunity to uh, do mandatory referendums instead of permissive referendums and actually give uh, the voters more choice if they decide to do so when they're passing laws. So that's that's interesting. That's not something I've actually heard somebody campaign on before. And that's great. Uh, well, I it only happens. Um, my my thing was the the of course the as you knock on doors, you get to really know. And when I have my website, I've gotten a lot of email questions about where do I stand with this, where do I stand with that. And again, a lot of the questions. At the end of the day, it's because we're not allowing our villagers to vote on certain things that affect them. You know, not even, yes, it's affect the whole village, but let them make a decision. Don't let us make the decision on their behalf. And Jane, what are you hoping to do? I know you're already on the village board, uh, but and you've already been working, but what are you hoping to do uh, for the remainder of your term uh, if the voters put you back uh, onto the village board? Yes, thank you, uh, Dustin. Yes, no, we have a, I have a very active year ahead of us. Um, we're currently uh, updating our comprehensive plan and we're at the final stages of completing that, which means that it's now uh, just at our last board meeting, it was presented to us. And so we, as a board, have the responsibility of reviewing that update and, um, and then approving a final draft. And then once that's done, uh, that will lead right into our need to update our um, commercial design guidelines or design guidelines for uh, commercial businesses, as well as uh, local zoning laws and land use laws to ensure that those uh, local laws are aligned with our updated plan. That's going to take us through uh, a lot of this summer. Um, and I think that at the same, while we're doing that, um, I think that we should be taking a hard look at our housing options for our villagers and understanding, you know, uh, I don't know the name of the entity that just completed a, a housing report for the entire county. And they were looking at all of the towns and villages to understand um, based on the local laws, who's, you know, 
uh, allows a variety of housing options and which communities, you know, don't basically allow a lot of variety. Um, and I think uh, Fayetteville falls somewhere in the middle there. And I just would like to take a harder look at what we do allow right now um, and make sure that's aligned with what the professionals are expecting are going to be uh, requested housing units as we grow with Micron, right? It wouldn't do us any good to have only single family homes if others don't want that. And vice versa. I, th I think we need a good mixture is the bottom line. We need a good uh, mixture of housing types and uh, income options. So yeah, that's, that's a year's worth of work right there. Yeah, that's great. That's a really important uh the housing issue with Micron coming into, I mean, the housing issue even without Micron has been, yes. affordable housing has been a major uh, issue for years. But if Micron comes in, I believe it will, I believe I, I'm very much a supporter of the project and 50,000 new residents may mm -hmm. join Onondaga County and their right. families. Um, and that's a lot of voters. So I like that. But uh, but it, but we have to put them somewhere. And if we don't want them living in Oswego County, Madison County, you know, some of the border counties and, and deciding to travel in, we have to be competitive with our housing. Right. And, uh, right. and villages are going to be at the forefront of that because that's where some of the more denser non-city uh, housing is going to be. And, and I think that's I think that's a great, uh, you know, great platform for, for yeah. Yeah, and the other thing, Dustin, and and this aligns may may align with what some of what Annie was talking about, Manlius. Along with the housing, I think what's really going to be critical for the future, for future opportunity. What I mean by that is for opportunities that have come up in the future, for us to really be able to take advantage of them. We really need connectivity, not just within our community, but amongst our communities. So I just landed. Um, uh, some support from SMTC so that they, they're going to help our village uh, conduct a, a plan for uh, bicycle and pedestrian connectivity, basically. And it's not just within the village of Fayetteville, but it's going to be between Fayetteville and the village of Manlius, Fayetteville and the village of Manoa. And how can we strengthen these connections so that uh, folks can visit each um, sister villages and, and uh, commerce can grow that way? And friendships can grow that way and community can grow that way. Um, and we don't always want to have to depend on our car. Uh, so, you know, that's another uh, project that has already started and I will be uh, working closely with SMTC on that project throughout the summer and into the fall. That's actually a good point, Dustin, I'm sorry that you put, because when I knocked on some um, some of my, my neighbor's door, um, that was one of the key points that they said because they um, they cleaned out the area, the wooded area, and that was the whole purpose of it, that cognitive, the connectivity, and it didn't happen. And then no one can actually answer the reason why. So I definitely see what you're saying, Jane, about that, because it is a concern of, even in Manlius, it's a concern of that connection. Well, we're getting near the end of uh, what I you know, I think that around around this time period is a good time to start ending the podcast because people stop watching after that. But <laughs> uh, I could go on and talk to you guys forever, and I do hope that you both get elected so I can continue uh, to do so. But I always like to end with uh, 
my last catch-all question, and we'll start with you, Jane. What haven't we talked about that you would oh, like to get out there? <laughs> um, what haven't we talked about? Um, how we, I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't have any burning uh, concern or issue that, you know, we need to touch upon that we haven't talked about. Um, and, uh, you know, I do, I did learn this time around about, um, you know, the timing of the election and the other aspect of what I learned and it makes sense now is um, local elections have historically been run on independent lines. Um, and uh, that all, that makes sense. I didn't really put, uh, I didn't really connect the dots, which was kind of silly on my part, but um, I think that that really, I can understand how that has played out in a way that's been very positive for the local community and local voters. Prior to my getting educated about this election process, I honestly never pinned um, any trustee or any other elected official on a local level to any particular national party. It just, it never, I, I never looked at them that way. It was always, you know, trustee ABC was for recreation or trustee, you know, XYZ was not in favor of big box development. It was always the local issue that they were associated with. And, uh, you know, I like that because it, it resonates with us. We, we are small communities. We, we all like living here for that reason. When I say small, I don't mean small-minded. I just mean that we're all within walking distance of each other, and we really like that. That's why we're here. Um, and so I don't see that to be an issue, though. It's just a point, I think, Dustin. That's okay. It's whatever yeah. with your floor. You yeah. can talk about whatever you want. But now I'm going to go to you, Annie. Uh, what haven't we talked about that you would like to talk about? Um, let's see. Uh, basically, just in general, um, you know, just the not the communication with my villagers. I enjoyed that communication. So, in March, like like Jane said, it is very hard to to um <clears throat> to to run in March because of the weather related. But I did like one of the things that I did like in running in March is it's a very small um, election. It's more village. It's more personal. Um, you don't have, you, you, you know, some villagers are very happy to talk to me. Um, and they, when you knock on the door, they're excited about it versus a general election where you have like five people knocking on your door. At, by the third one, you're kind of like slamming the door in their faces. So I think you know, besides the weather, it it, it kind of does give you that personal, you know, connection with the villagers. And you actually, by having that personal connection, you get a lot more information versus getting it at a later time in life because maybe they're rushing or, you know, and then you're competing with other um, elections. So you're competing with this, you're competing with that. So this actually, you know, zooms in on, you know, your platform, your platform becomes more, you know, audible, like people will actually see it. I say, I set up a website and I had no idea people were going to look at it and they actually haven't have commented on, but had it been, I've been competing with five, six, seven other, you know, 
elections at the same time, maybe I might not have gotten that same response. So I think having it is, I see the good and the bad in it, you know, definitely. Um, but as my friend um, told me, Alyssa, um, how hard do you want it? You've got to go out there and, and just beat down doors, no matter what the weather is. If it's raining, put up on a poncho. If it's snowing, put on some boots and a mitten and, you know, a, a ski mask. So, you know, you definitely just, it, it shows the, the character of the person. How hard do you really want this? Well, Annie, uh, Jane, uh, thank you so much for taking time. But also thank you so much for running because it is hard to run no matter what time of year. And uh, uh, it's hard to put yourself out there. You're not getting rich being a village trustee member. Or, <laughs> so uh, uh, I know you're doing it for the love of your village and the love of your hometown and uh, home area. So thank you for being candidates and thank you for getting out there and running. Thank you, thank you so much. Dustin. And that was my interview with Jane Rice and Annie Henry. Uh, candidates for village trustee in the villages of Fayetteville and Manlius. Uh, they are um, excellent candidates. And if you're in those two villages or or the other four villages that are having elections, Jordan, Fabius, Skinny Atlas, and Baldwinsville, get out there and make your voice heard this next Tuesday. You can go to onvote.net. We have a village election page, which breaks down all of the uh, information for the villages uh, and you can see, uh, you know, how, where your polling places are and uh, and what your polling hours are. This week, um, this weekend, uh, the weekly walk uh, will return and I will be doing the town of Manly. It's like the town of Lysander last week and it's still up at DustinZarney.com, but I'll be doing the town of Manly. So check that out. Always fun to look at the town of Manly because it's had such transformational change. Uh, going from a blood red town to a bright blue town. Um, so check out that. I can't wait to do the, the stats on that. Uh, next week, I'll be doing Commissioner in a Car talking about the village elections because it will be village election day. Uh, and uh, the next week's Zoom with Zarni would be with Erica Smithka, who is uh, the executive co-executive director or deputy executive director of the League of Women Voters of New York, uh, we have a great conversation about what uh, the league is working on this legislative session and what the league is. By the way, Fayetteville has a big connection to the League of Women Voters with the Jocelyn uh, or with Matilda Jocelyn Gage uh, Museum right inside uh, the village of Fayetteville. So, and she was one of the founders of the uh, women's suffrage a movement that turned in to League of Women Voters. So. Check out that interview next week. Remember to go to DustinZarney.com. You can subscribe. Uh, my website is always free, always will be. I'll never take any ad money. I'll never uh, charge a subscription free. It is part of my public outreach as elections commissioner. Uh, and uh, check that out. You can subscribe and get uh, emails when, we're, when we get content up. Thank you very much and enjoy the rest of your day. Bye-bye.